I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. How are you? How's it going? How's life these days? Hey, Matt. You know, things have not been, like, Shut the best. up, Barry. Oh. Okay, I don't give a shit. We're in the middle of recording an episode. You think this is appropriate? I'm sorry. This is not it's about not. me. Well, we're starting off with the segment that makes use of my very own journalism degree. Worst things first. The worst news of the week. After that, we're bringing back your worst nightmare. Having an iPod so big, you can't fit it in the tiny back pocket of your low-rise jeans to all of which i say that's hot (laughs) that's right we're diving deep into the aughts the 2000s 2000 to 2009 the years many current interns were born which is terrifying and should be illegal then we've got a true star on the show the ever so glamorous comedian singer podcast host Catherine cohen is joining us for an interview and game so stick around for all that and more let's get into it let's do it let's crimp our hair and start the show All right, worst things first, where I take you through the shittiest news of the week first. This story comes from the north suburbs of Chicago, where Barry and I have both lived. Okay, well, but I'm like from there. Well, I lived there for four years. That's why I said it that way. All right. Or else I would have said I was from there. (laughs) A Republican Illinois state representative, he was just doing his job, just connecting with his constituents. (laughs) And then his ex-girlfriend was like, hey, stop using nude pictures of me to catfish men into sexual relationships. Whoa. <laughs> Just going door to door? Well, it depends on what door you're talking about. Oh, oh. butthole joke. <laughs> um, anyway, this man, Nick Sauer, his ex-girlfriend has accused him of using her photos to catfish men on the mm-hmm. internet into mm-hmm. graphic sexual conversations. Mm. Who among us hasn't used graphic pictures of our ex-girlfriends to lure men into online relationships? I haven't, but... <laughs> anyway, he has resigned because it's very <laughs> illegal. <laughs> Next, there is a serial farter terrorizing the West Village here in New York and people are are horrified. They're scared for I'm scared for my life and I don't even live in the West Village because I'm not gay enough. Well, so here's the story. According to a local blog that's where I get all my news. The, the, the local, local blogs. blogs. <laughs> Multiple people have complained of a man believed to be playing a fart sound as he passes people as some sort of social experiment. According to the blog, 
It's happened thrice, so it can't be a coincidence. Any sentence that uses the word thrice is immediately believable. Local blogs. <laughs> Local blogs just keeping the language alive. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the guy is believed to be white, college age, and very straight-laced looking. Obviously, because only a white fucking college-age son of a bitch has enough time to do bullshit like this. He's been seen with a backpack, and sources wonder if it houses a flatulence simulating device. Never trust a man in a backpack. Next! Um, This is just another story of straight dudes being disgusting. An elderly man in Sheffield, England, is begging his neighbors to stop trying to fuck the sexy bush in his front yard. How sexy is it? (laughs) How sexy is it? Um... Basically, so his name is Keith. He's an 84-year-old man, and he just, you know, he's proud of his topiary, which is in the shape of a naked woman that he keeps in his front garden since 2010. Um, But he says at least a few times a year, drunk passers-by try to fuck it and ruin her. And probably their dicks. (laughs) That can't be good for them. Yeah. He says people try to climb atop it. They squeeze the breasts. And it's ruining his bush. He says... It's ruining her bush. Tell you that. Tell you that. Yep. That's the new trend. 2018 full body bush. (laughs) Speaking of the bush, he said... She's been manipulated in the night by some drunken lout, and I thought she looked rather despairing, so I took this plastic white string of beads and I put it around her neck to boost her morale. Um, so he's definitely fucked the bush. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's mad because he was in a monogamous relationship with the bush that has now been threatened by her, her attackers. <laughs> it was all fine and sad until he basically admitted to fucking the bush. <laughs> Next! According to People Magazine, trusted source of news, a 46-year-old woman became the second person in less than a week to be impaled with a stray beach umbrella. <gasps> After a strong gust of wind swept up the umbrella on a Maryland beach and then sent the wooden tip straight into her chest. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was she a vampire? Not anymore. Uh. Maybe the wind was like, not today, you vampire bitch. Although, if it was during the day, yeah, it, wouldn't it be probably wasn't. Anyway, unless they had evolved. But earlier the week before, a, a 67-year-old uh, tourist from England was impaled in the ankle at a beach in New Jersey. I mean, that's just that's just New Jersey. Yeah. You can't blame that on the umbrella. No. You blame that on your choice to go to New Jersey. Next up, a woman in New York is suing Canada Dry because... That's the ginger ale company. She's not like suing Canada dry of all their their pocket money. <laughs> um, because their ginger ale, she says, doesn't have ginger in it. Ooh. And she's right, I think. Basically, she she was looking at the ingredients and she was like, wait a second. There's no ginger in this. And now she's filing a lawsuit because this is America. And if something upsets you, you take it to court. The basketball court. And then you better hope Airbud is on your team or else you'll lose. Finally, a dad in Nevada, 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 
is being investigated by child services for filming himself giving his children laxatives and then screaming in pain. He filmed the whole thing and then posted it to YouTube as like a prank. He really owned his kids. <laughs> Love a good prank on little children. He's going to be the one to have to clean up all their shit. Well, he put them on the toilet uh, and then like was filming them on the what? toilet. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> it's, apparently, it's also like not the first time he's done this. Either um, we need to put this guy in jail or get him a prank show. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening, network executives? This is it. This is it. Kids kids do the darndest things. Like, get fucking wrecked. Um, yeah, he put Pedialax. Oh, at least it's children's laxatives. Thoughtful, so thoughtful. That was thoughtful. Anyway, um, even though children are horrible, maybe you don't feed them child laxatives and ice cream. And that's it for Worst Things First. Next! Let's go back to a simpler time. A time before smartphones. A time when boy bands ruled the world. Let's dive deep into the 2000s. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive. The 2000s were a dark time for many of us. Honestly, it's amazing I made it out of the 2000s with my dignity intact. Mostly because there weren't any real cameras around then to document my embarrassments. Thank God. (laughs) All I had was a flip phone that did take blurry pictures, so those exist, but luckily you can barely make out what they are. My first phone was a flip phone Samsung. And it had a picture of a woman in a bikini as the background. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing's changed. <laughs> it's still my background to this day. Anyway, I think we can agree that we collectively made a number of pretty egregious mistakes in the 2000s. Right? It's an embarrassing time. We don't want to remember it. But we're going to go through some of the biggest mistakes of the 2000s because if we can't if we can't remember our past we're doomed to repeat it that's what that's what i think winston churchill said that wow and then he took a shit in a bathtub <laughs> and, and made some poor girl clean it up i don't know if that's true but i feel like it is also i just made it up <laughs> are you ready for the biggest mistakes of the 2000s let's do it First, the term metrosexual. We let Ryan Seacrest run this country for like five years. I like, can you believe that that happened? Metrosexuality? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, it was a way for straight men to take care of themselves. Yeah. Wear scarves. <laughs> While also enjoying their fragile masculinity. Exactly. Like grasping onto what was left of it. In their fitted sweaters. <laughs> Little scarves. <laughs> I yeah. The the bar that we considered metrosexual to be was like, do you moisturize your face? <laughs> your grimy fucking flaky face? You must be a metrosexual. <laughs> so fuck Ryan Seacrest. Ninety five percent of my childhood in just in pure minutes was waiting for Ryan Seacrest to come back from a commercial break. <laughs> and I'm sick of it. 
Speaking of which, we failed Ruben Studdard, and we are all to blame for it. We are all guilty of letting Ruben Studdard die, metaphorically speaking. Probably not. I'm never quite sure, because I feel like he hasn't been seen in public since at least 2004, but he is sorry for it. I did belong to a broken home, and by that I mean my mom supported Clay Aiken and I supported Ruben Studdard, and we used to outvote one another every night because I had no life. <laughs> I would come home from like Catholic school because <laughs> I had like after school Catholic classes mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights, and I would come home from learning how to be a proper sinless boy, and then I would be my gayest self <laughs> by voting repeatedly. <laughs> For Ruben stuttered. My mother was convinced that Clay Aiken was her third son because he looked like us when we were younger. And his autobiography is one of the only books she's ever read. (laughs) I don't even think she's finished my book, but she read Clay Aiken's fucking book. (sighs) Congrats, Clay. Anyway. Next, Harry Potter was allowed to continue existing, even though it was satanic and the Pope condemned it. And now billions of children around the world are evil. Thanks a lot, Harry Potter. Do you remember (laughs) the Catholic Church was like, do not read Harry Potter? I remember that I wanted to watch Harry Potter at one of my birthday parties. Oh, I'm talking about the book. No, I know, I know. But I wanted to watch Harry Potter. Go ahead. I wanted to watch Harry Potter at one of my birthday parties, and one of my friends wasn't allowed to because Because. of magic. (laughs) There were all of these rumors that were like, there was all of these like hidden messages in Harry Potter. And if you like went to page like 666, it would say like a message hidden. And it's all true. It's all true. If you read Harry Potter backwards, it says, J.K. Rowling loves Satan. Next, Frosted Tips. We really let a bunch of men, a bunch of our most esteemed sex symbols, walk around looking like the fucking little animated mini-wheat on the frosted mini-wheat box. (laughs) We let that happen, and I'm sick of it. I'm not even going to get started on whatever pan-fried noodle situation was happening on the top of Justin Timberlake's head. Honestly, looking at pictures of Justin Timberlake from, like, 2002 just makes me hungry because his head looks delicious. (laughs) Also, we never demanded that the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC have a giant gay orgy. Yeah, that's insane. What's the point of having two competing boy bands if we're not going to force them to have a a big old orgy together? Fuck it out. That's what I always say. There's no better way to decide a competition. A true mashup. Than to fuck it out. We gave Paris Hilton... A national platform. Paris Hilton was basically the mayor of, like, half of America for, like, half a decade. Also Nicole Richie, who is now an accomplished actress. And Paris Hilton is what? Living on top of a pet cemetery full of chihuahua bones. Let's see. What else? I spent, like, half of the 2000s. I wasted, like, half of the 2000s trying to figure out what the fuck was happening on lost i'm still confused by lost i had all the dvds and i watched it i spent thousands thousands of dollars on those dvds that's what upsets me about kids kids these days they'll never understand oh you just power up your netflix and your hulu and i had to spend thousands of dollars on 10 seasons of friends what else 
Lizzie McGuire never fucked Gordo. Loved that show so much. Oh, oh, oh. You're sp- we're supposed to be impressed by your Italian boyfriend? No. Gordo was there for you the whole goddamn time and you didn't give a shit about him. You always rubbed all of your other shit in his face. Why don't you take your little delirium of a dream and fuck off with it? Next! Nobody ever got me a chunky iPod. I had to have an iPod mini, like some kind of mid-19th century dirt-covered fucking child of the streets. What color did you have? <sighs> um, Silver. Mm, classic. Sleek. And the first song I put on it? was uh, Be With You by Mary J. Blige. A thoughtful, soulful child. You know who I was talking about the other day? <laughs> Do you know India Ari? Yeah, of course. <laughs> she had a song called I Am Not My Hair, <laughs> which I, as a tiny ginger child, thought was like my anthem. <laughs> 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 I had no idea like the cultural significance of the song. <laughs> That song was my jam for, like, the years 2000 to, like, now. Next! Supersize me, tried to scare me away from eating fast food. Uh, Like, anybody had the illusion that McDonald's is food, uh, and not just something that I shove down my throat when I'm depressed. (sighs) Now I can't get a bucket of french fries because some weak ass with a video camera decided to shame McDonald's because his body shut down after 30 days. Of course it shut down after 30 days! You white trash looking motherfucker! That movie is to blame for McDonald's salad. So thanks a lot, Morgan Spurlock. Mistake. Let's see. I feel like Shakira's hips probably lied at least a little bit. (laughs) And like making a blanket statement like my hips don't lie, like they never lie. That's a that's a fucking lie. Look, your hips can look me in the face and tell me they don't lie. Shakira. I remember that I was like very, very hurt when I heard that Shakira said an anti-Semitic thing where she called all Jews pigs. And then I found out it wasn't real. It was a weird like rumor that someone spread about her or like took out of not out of context. There's no out of context for that. But yeah, it was a weird thing. But I remember being like, I can't listen to Shakira anymore because she hates Jews. She doesn't. Also, her MTV Cribs was one of my all-time favorites, for sure. Oh, yeah. What a show. Honestly, Not a mistake. A mistake canceling it. Canceling MTV Cribs was a mistake. Yeah. I feel like I blame 2000s reality television for setting expectations too high about mm. what television could achieve. Because we've been like living in a hole ever since. Next! Guitar Hero birthed a generation of bros thinking that they actually can play guitar. You can't. You can strum a tiny button. I was great at Guitar Hero, though. Next, we let Napster die. And now children will never know the pain of having to wait three hours to download half of Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird, only to find out you downloaded the instrumental version. Um, Avatar set on possibly high standards for how fuckable aliens are. We watched that in AP Bio. Public schools. <laughs> I feel like, did IMAX exist before Avatar? Yes, because Spy Kids 3D. Oh yeah, Spy Kids. What another 2000s classic. Do you know who was in Spy Kids 3D? Uh, I recently tweeted this. Machete. And no one cared. 
Antonio Manderas. Elijah Wood and Selena Gomez. <laughs> she just well, played of Water Park Girl. Yeah. And Elijah Wood was the guy. I do have a point about him, actually. Please. Which is that um, basically Frodo was way more fuckable than we gave him credit for. Amen. Frodo it was a sex symbol. It was a 2000 sex symbol. Next! We gave birth to Shrek. And now there's no going back. We collectively birthed that monster. And now he belongs to all of us. Also, Smash Mouth. I love Shrek so much. I rewatched it recently. One, holds up. Two, way more disgusting than I remembered. Yeah. Also, I, I also rewatched it because I feel like it's on Netflix now. Oh, that makes sense. And... uh the, the graphics are not that good. No. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's this clip of Cameron Diaz watching the behind the scenes of Shrek. And she's like, the, when I first saw it, I was blown away by how realistic it was. <laughs> <laughs> also, noted voice actress Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Toby Maguire was the hottest Spider-Man and we let him die. R.A.P. Toby Maguire. Never, not heard of since. What else? We let Johnny Depp continue to happen. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. That entire franchise should have been about Orlando Bloom's thighs and Orlando Bloom's thighs only. Fuck your nightly. Fuck Johnny Depp. Uh, I I just remember this. I had the most most two thousands day ever. The day I saw Pirates of the Caribbean. Tell Bean. me. Because I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. First Disney PG-13 movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and that night, I went to see American Idol live with my family. Wow, that is an incredible day in history. Yeah. Next! Let's see, what else? The Da Vinci Code had all the secrets. That's a mistake? That's your favorite book of all time. <laughs> it definitely... I remember reading that and was like, whoa. Next! Jar Jar Binks was slandered. Jar Jar Binks was not that big of a deal. Everybody acted like Jar Jar Binks fucking like was the iceberg that sunk Star Wars. And it wasn't. Queen Lomlik Dala was. Also, I was Jar Jar Binks for Halloween one year also, <laughs> which was like the most hated Star Wars character. <laughs> I was like, yep, I want to be him. <laughs> the funniest picture, I'll have to post it, is... Of me, and you could just see my eyes peering out through <laughs> Jar Jar Binks's nose because <laughs> I wore his skin as my face. Um, <laughs> let's see. We let Lady Gaga turn me gay, which wasn't really a mistake so much as like a colossal event with huge, potentially damaging consequences. So that's on her. We let Grey's Anatomy start, and now it will outlive all of us. At the end of days, it's just going to be cockroaches, the tumbleweeds, and the entire cast of Grey's Anatomy doing surgery in the middle of a wasteland. And finally, we're going to end on the 2009 I'ma Let You Finish scandal, um, which wasn't a mistake per se, because Kanye was right. We don't give him enough credit in this moment for being right. Was he a dick to Taylor Swift? Yes. Have we forgotten that that scandal was about Beyonce? Yes. That scandal was about Beyonce. Beyonce is responsible for the greatest scandal of all time. (laughs) And I'm sick of this erasure Single Ladies was the greatest video of all time. And fucking Taylor Swift won that shit? No. 
If Kanye didn't storm the stage, everybody else should have. And if you didn't, you were complicit. I would have if I were there, but I wasn't because I'm not allowed within 50 feet of Beyonce. <laughs> and that's it. We let the 2000s go by. All of these mistakes were made. We'll never be able to forget them. And we must not forget them, for they are part of us. Next, we got Katherine Cohen coming up for an interview and a game. Stay tuned. My guest complainer today is Katherine Cohen, writer, singer, stand-up comedian. Katherine hosts a weekly show at Alan Cummings East Village Cabaret, as well as the monthly variety show It's a Guy Thing. Hailing from Brooklyn, New York, Katherine was named one of Time Out New York's five comedians to watch in 2018. Please welcome Katherine Cohen. Oh my God. Just laying it on <gasps> so thick. What an intro. <laughs> I die. I melt for that. It's all true, right? Well, I'm hailing from Texas. That's right. That's right. That's right. Reese, like in the past hour, I did hail from Brooklyn, <laughs> New York to another spot in Brooklyn, New York. What part of Texas are you from? I'm from Houston. Nice. Yeah. I've been. Do you love? <laughs> sure. Anyway, we like to kind of kick it off by asking everybody, what is one thing you <gasps> hate that everybody else loves? Um, The summer. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody else love it? Is at that this point? allowed? <laughs> yeah, that is allowed. I fucking hate the summer. I know. It's just like my thighs, they rub. Everything sweats. I'm swollen from head to toe. Picture this gorgeous woman just swollen, bloated, being rolled down the subway line. <laughs> this podcast, this particular episode, we're kind of delving into like 2000s pop culture. Oh my God. Um, it was an era. It was a time. Mm. Um, what was 2000s Catherine Cohen like? Like 2003. Where was she? <laughs> 2003, so I was, what, just born? Right. Um, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> um, uh, it was basically all about the Spice Girls. Mm -hmm. I was so chubby. By the way, if you were, were not chubby as a child, like, don't even come near me. <laughs> like, you don't understand anything. You're basically brain dead. <laughs> you can't grow as a person if you didn't grow as a child. <laughs> grow too much <laughs> as a child. There's two pictures. I, I There's... Literally, like, you know, every year you have school pictures. Oh, and there's, God. like, in my scrapbook, you can tell the year I got fat. Aww. And it, it was just, like, one really skinny year, and then the next year, like, no front teeth, and also, like, 50 extra pounds. Did and... you get funny that year? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We had to. I Yeah, I had to grow my armor. Uh, I and I did. I Aww. did. Along with a layer of like sour cream and onion. <laughs> oh my God. I have to say like this sounds completely insane, but I had a sour cream and onion chip for the first time in a while in June. And I was like, this tastes really good. <laughs> Right, it's now July. It's now July. <laughs> but I love, love that it stayed with you. <laughs> well, I was in Tennessee in June, and someone handed me a bag of chips, and I was like, this is good to me. <laughs> right? I don't know. Chips are so weird to me. Like, are, I actually agree. Do you ever just like go to the store and like buy chips? <laughs> no. It's always just something that you like end up with. Exactly. You go to someone's house, and I'm like... I'll stand by these chips for 45 minutes until I can't even taste my tongue. 
<laughs> you know what I mean when you rub your tongue raw from eating shit? Yeah. I do that a lot with cereal now. Cereal <gasps> is another thing that I feel like the older I get, the less importance it has in the people's lives like around me. It still has the same importance to me. But like everybody around me is like not talking about cereal as much. Can I tell you something? Yes. I was in London. Thank you. <laughs> Studying abroad. Thank you. <laughs> so brave. When I spent 13 U.S. dollars on a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You have to. I had to. That, I mean, <laughs> was it actually Cinnamon Toast Crunch or like British Cinnamon Toast no, Crunch? No, it was like American brand, delicious. What's your favorite cereal? CT Crunch uh-huh. is is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, lately, I love Frosted Flakes, mm. but... This is, I need to talk to my fake doctor about this. <laughs> I have this weird theory that um, Frosted Flakes gives me anxiety, and it doesn't make any sense because <laughs> it's is... a food. <laughs> but I feel like it fucks me up, like, emotionally when I eat Frosted Flakes. Maybe it's like that it's so much sugar. I think that's it. <laughs> also, I eat it before bed, so it doesn't, I, then I don't sleep, and then I wake up, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, dope. Also, Tony the Tiger, <laughs> most fuckable mascot. Hot for him. Yeah. Can I say, don't eat before bed, because I just was Googling, thank you to my fans, I was Googling um, like how to not get acid reflux, uh-huh. and the first result, it was so funny, the quote literally said, try putting your fork down between bites, <laughs> <laughs> and don't eat before bed. I'm like, okay, drag me. Yeah, that's so aggressive. <laughs> just try it. I don't know the last time I've put my fork down between bites ever why would you no there's food in front of me i put it down when it's gone i don't need a workout lifting the fork picking the fork up which is the same thing as lifting it it's a lot it's but honestly yeah i'm the same way i need to get rid of my acid reflux before bed isn't dairy supposed to be like the attacker of acid reflux yes but the internet says that which i obviously trust says that sometimes too much milk can actually give you more acid i didn't know that that's my problem i know you do you drink normal milk or like nut milk i'm back on a normal milk kick okay do you know what i had for dinner last night peanut butter and jelly with a glass (laughs) of milk and i literally took a bite and go out loud to no one this is the best meal i've ever had honestly it's a solid meal do you drink milk with pizza no, are you <laughs> fucked up? Are you trying to murder me right now? Please let me out of the studio. I need to ask every person this now just to see who, who do has do that? done this. I don't anymore, but I did when I was a kid and I thought it was amazing. <laughs> it was delicious. I, I got that liter of pure Coke, like no, no diet. <laughs> oh, no right, zero. right. I thought you were talking about cocaine. <laughs> yes, as a child, I always had cocaine with my pizza sprinkled just on top. Just a few lines and then <laughs> some pepperoni. That's what's in those things at the pizza shop. Right when you shake it on your pizza, right, that right. is pure, just pure, yeah, Mexican cocaine. I, I don't know, that. I don't know any descriptors for cocaine. No, tried it once, uh, sneezed and ruins everyone's time, <laughs> ruins everyone's time. <sighs> I'm afraid that my heart would like explode. Same, I'm famously scared of drugs, but want to be invited if you're gonna do them. Yeah, all right. Do, do you, you like do you smoke like? marijuana no that was gonna be my other thing is that something everyone loves i hate weed are you into that i have recently started experimenting more i never did i don't like smoking mm-hmm. but i'll eat whatever you put in front of me <laughs> so <laughs> you know when you're like hungover, you're like oh this sucks but like by six o'clock i'm probably gonna <laughs> be drinking again yeah 
being like hung over after getting high i was like i feel like my brain structure is fundamentally changed and i'll never be the same human whoa okay i hate feeling not in control but i love being drunk (laughs) cheers to being drunk (laughs) right let's stick with that that's like a good call yeah I just remember, like, every time I've tried weed, I literally sound 100 years old when I say it. I'm like, so when I've tried weed, um, I forget everything that happens. I can't hold a conversation. I'm in the corner being like, do I have legs? Right. It's not, yeah, it's not the most fun. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What was your experience with boys in, like, middle school? Non-existent. Yeah, like You're I was in love with them and they wouldn't look right. at me. What about you? Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Just the like rampant homophobia of teenage boys. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, I talk about the moment where you like think you're flirting with someone by grabbing their hat and then they're just like, can I have my hat back? Right. But if you're hot, they're like, yeah, take my hat. Why do you think that? It, like, do you, I feel like dumb teen movies perpetuate that idea though, that like, yeah. Oh, he fucking hates you. That must mean he likes you. Or it means he fucking hates me. (laughs) Yeah. That's toxic. And also the thing of just like women should be like wearing men's clothes and that means it's sexy. Like I went to Urban Outfitters last week. Thank you. And they have not only do they have like the boyfriend jeans, obviously. Now they had grandpa tanks, little brother tea and big brother tea. These are made-up words. This is a real thing. You guys need to look on their website. I don't even understand what any of them are. It's like, do you want to fuck your family? Like, don't <laughs> stop taking your family's clothes. What is a grandpa tea? It's a tank. Oh, it's tank. sort of like a wife beater with like a higher neck. Right, right. And like saggy breasts. <laughs> yeah. It comes with saggy breasts. And like that sweat stain that's like right in the middle of every <laughs> every wife beater. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't think Urban Outfitters makes clothes closes mm-hmm. in my size. Oh, that's a whole other Every thing. time I'm there, I'm like, all right, yeah, I have a doll that this could fit. Oh, same. I know. I squeeze my tiny ass into their pants. Even, I feel like H&M, all of them. Oh, yeah. They don't. I need to go to like Gap Outlet where yeah. they're like, see this like male-formed shirt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it'll fit your body. <laughs> male-formed. <laughs> my first I don't think so, honey, was I don't think so, honey, women's clothing sizes. Yeah. Because it's so twisted. There's actually some good like plus size brands out now though. Right, right. But what about for the men? It is very disorienting because like I don't know they just vary wildly from place to place. I know. What's the point of having a size system if it's not going to be universal? Amen. So you are a performer. Yes. Singer, comedian. Mm-hmm. What is the worst thing someone has said to you after a set? Oh my god. I think if someone's just like, that was fun. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, abs- you fucking hated it. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> if people aren't completely obsessed with me, I'm like, well, they hate me. <laughs> Is that healthy? <laughs> yeah. And then when they are, it's like they're clearly faking. I know. I'm like, no, actually, when people are obsessed with me, I'm like, makes sense. <laughs> because I'm a psycho. <laughs> Have you ever had like a truly like, oh my God, that was the worst thing I've ever done moment on stage? (laughs) Yes, all the time. Oh my God. Every performance. There was one. So one time in college, I was in this like musical comedy show and I had this line that was something like trees in the sky or clouds in the sky. 
blacked out on stage. And what I said was, forgot the lyric. I go, and now we're in the show. (laughs) And now we're in the show. Right. I mean, it was not untrue. Yeah, no, that's... (laughs) We're in it. I just never truly forgotten a lyric like that. And my riff was, and now we're in the show. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that maybe that was it? But do you have an idea in your head of the stupidest thing you've ever said? Because I have an answer to that. Go. Mine, it's so dumb. It's like so dumb that it doesn't make sense to anybody <laughs> else. But I, I was in eighth grade and it was social studies class. And the teacher was asking us why we refer to it like why do we refer to it as like the mother country? Like it was like European history. And I raised my hand dead serious and said, because the Statue of Liberty is a girl. Oh my God. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. I was an honor student. I'm and obsessed. I said that out loud. I have to say that my I have a story very similar to that, that it haunts me. It was probably around the same time. We learned what militia is when people right. like come together and like and I literally go, someone goes, What's a, a t- someone, the teacher goes, What's a militia? <laughs> and I sprint my hand to the sky and I go, It's when people stand in a line holding hands so that no one can get through. Right. Like Red Rover. <laughs> like it was I would thought it was Red Rover. <laughs> I thought the people coming together meant they were holding hands. <laughs> and she was like, sort of. Right. No, that's a very optimistic way of, of viewing militias. <laughs> very sort of like chorus line of an army. <laughs> I, I just will never forget like the look on my teacher's face when I said that. It was like, you are less than a human being. No, that's a bad teacher. <laughs> well, I, yeah. His name is Mr. Wood from Prairie High School. Take <laughs> Prairie him Junior down. High. Yeah. Wait, He's where probably are you from? dead at this point. Um, the suburbs of Chicago. Ooh, the South cool. Suburbs. Okay, so yeah. he's dead. We're alive. Bye. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Mr. Wood. <laughs> you had your shot. Um, wow. Do you know I actually had a teacher in high school named Mike Hunt? No. I'm a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Go by Michael, bitch. Yeah. Open your you mind. Can't, you, can't, you can't voluntarily choose to have that name. He did. Probably dead. I mean, more power to him, I guess. I also saw that you tweeted, this is just in general ridiculous things that people say at you. That some man on the street <gasps> said he wanted to paint your toenails. Yeah, that happened really recently. <laughs> Terrified that you have my Twitter up. <laughs> um, everything I tweet is solid gold. Please follow. Right. Um, I was walking to the Franklin Ave stop near where I live. And this guy was just like, let me paint your toenails. It, did it feel like a like a, a real proposition? I don't know what it was. I think it was more like ni- maybe nice sandals or nice feet. And then like, let me paint your toenails. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, okay. Right. Because everybody knows that the people who paint toenails in the shop do it because they love the craft. Yes, always. <laughs> so he and I did hook up and it was weird for a while, but then like my toes looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. You can't really turn an opportunity like that down. I know. God. It's pretty expensive. It is. Please explain. You once dated a man who said that all music sounds the same. Yeah. What does that even mean? (laughs) First of all, I really feel really loved by all the research you guys have done. (laughs) I dated this guy who was a lovely person, but I used to make him like these romantic playlists. And he was like, thank you so much. Yeah, the songs all, I don't know, all kind of sounds the same to me. How do you respond to that? I responded by being sad about him for seven to eight years and then hanging on to that as the only reason why we shouldn't be together. Right, right. <laughs> is that healthy? It's a good excuse. It's like, it's not me, oh it's him. It God. truly is. I know. He's hot, though. 
he won't listen to this. Okay, I love you. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Even though my audience is 99% middle-aged women. Um, is it really? Basically. I love that. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Coming for you. Coming to be one. <laughs> right, right. We're all, all headed there. Yeah. I can't believe that. I don't know. I also feel like I don't know any song that has come out since like 2008. Yeah, I only listen to what my friend Mitra calls wood music, uh-huh. which is she means like Fleet Foxes and like <laughs> men like with beards. But I'm just like, it isn't wood music. <laughs> I don't know any music. Let's think. I recognize that it all sounds different, mm. but I feel like I haven't heard a new song. I, I don't know if it's just a product of like me getting older mm-hmm. or like music is bad now. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been really in tune with the pop charts. <laughs> right, right. Wood just, music. Just woodland just music. Just wood music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's like a song of the summer? We are in in the midst of summer. Every summer they need to crown a song of the summer. Wow. I actually wrote the song of the summer. Right. <laughs> it is Catherine Cohen's original song. It's called Events and the chorus is please invite me to your events. <laughs> <laughs> like going to events yeah like what type of events <laughs> i just like dressing up i like outfits okay okay so anywhere where i can wear that right any any place to showcase what you got going a look i love a look got it mm-hmm. do you like going to events <laughs> not not really mm-hmm. mostly because i only have like two looks so i can't <laughs> <laughs> walk me through your look there needs to be like a, a laundry cycle at some point between events um my looks are this okay love which is jeans shockingly not a plaid shirt usually like two pairs of Spanx underneath shut up <laughs> i have like a whole Spanx routine mm-hmm. mostly that i wear Spanx, and they're very expensive do you like, really wear Spanx day to day no okay. when i'm like performing when i have to go in front of people interesting and it's always shocking because it's like this is after Spanx. Shut up. <laughs> like, this is what Spanx do after the fact. Uh, and <laughs> Spanx for men, it's like $75 for a single shirt. Yeah, I don't feel sympathy for that because it's just like, welcome <laughs> to my life. Like, Yeah, that's true. The money I drop, the things I do on looking good. But it's true. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I've worn Spanx before, but now I've just sort of let it go. I'm like, right. Well, you go to Equinox. No, there's definitely... My trade-off stuff- is I I don't go to Equinox, <laughs> but I spend $75 per Spanx. Oh, my God. I wish going to Equinox meant that I didn't need Spanx. <laughs> but mostly I go there to steam and shower. Okay, sure. <laughs> I was listening to um, the episode of Lost Culturistas that you were on, which I realized was like a year ago. And yeah. I'm glad that your love affair with Equinox continues as strong as ever. Actually, I just recorded a new episode of Last Cold Street just a few weeks ago with them in which I sing a song all about Equinox. So <laughs> okay. make sure to check that out. <laughs> it, it literally is. It's getting stronger and stronger. I never even had a kid. And these moms have kids and abs. And I bet their kids have abs. And I've never even seen my abs. I know I look back one day and say, hey, you look great. But for now, I'm just gonna complain. 
crazy, but it's just I never went to the gym until it was a place that I thought was nice to go to. Yeah. And I know that's my privilege talking, <laughs> but you give me a towel soaked in eucalyptus oil. I'm going to go. I don't know. I haven't been convinced. I feel like every time I walk past an equinox, I feel like I'm walking past it's just like a church, like in my like my <laughs> like a, a suburban church where I'm yeah. like, I'm not really welcome. But I, I know I'd be accepted. I'd like they would they would let me in if I asked. Yeah, when I joined, I was scared. I thought it would only be like super hot models, but it's actually not. <laughs> Equinox is so diverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe what my life's become. Okay. <laughs> Your brand is now Equinox centric. It's like I know it's well. My brand is making fun of stuff that I love. Yeah. What's your other look, though? Oh, my other look is probably, like, about to go to bed, like, gym shorts. That's what Mm -hmm. I wear them for. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of many graphic tees that I've amassed. Oh, fun. That are all, like, from college. Like, college promo t-shirts. Yes. Do you have a favorite? A favorite shirt? T-shirt, yeah. I don't know. I, like, cycle through so many of them. Yeah. And they're like, by the morning, I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I know. I slept in filth. Uh, my, I don't... Boy, my boyfriend, don't interrupt, my boyfriend <laughs> drop, <laughs> has this like yellow shirt with Bart Simpson on it that is barely, it's made of paper. It's about to fall apart and I sleep in it constantly. Yeah. I used to have, when I was a kid, I used to sleep in like the same shirt and it had a hole like in the, near the nipple. And one morning my mom was like, that shirt needs to go in the garbage. And she reached in, put her finger in the nipple hole and ripped it off of me. <gasps> and I started sobbing. Oh, no. <laughs> so fuck you, mom. That's traumatic. Yeah. What was the shirt that you loved so much? I don't even remember. I think it was like... If if I remember correctly, it was from uh, this, like, marathon. I used to wear only the shirt to bed, <laughs> like fucking Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my God. And we would have company over, you know, when you'd yes. have company over. And I would do somersaults in the middle of the living oh room. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just like Winnie the Pooh, my fucking little kid butthole out. I one time went to my friend's house in a Winnie the Pooh and his mom called my mom and was like, she's too old. I can see her vagina. She needed to tell her to put pants on. You were like 15. <laughs> my pubes were falling out. No, I was, I don't know, like five? That's young enough. I don't remember. But it is like, yeah, once you start doing like backflips. Well, that's, I'm sorry. First of all, I meant to pause and ask why were you doing somersaults? <laughs> Gymnastics the in yes. the middle of the living room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was that the, my... Just energy. <laughs> it's just pent up. Oh, ever the entertainer. <laughs> From day one. Yeah, I've always been very physical. Mm-hmm. Physical uh, comedian. Right. That's why I don't have to go to Equinox, actually. It's because <laughs> I'm just so physically active in my just day-to-day life. I love that. Uh, right. So we're running out of time. We have a impossible, a, <laughs> impossible. We have a game in quotes that we call bowl of shit talk, which is Whoa. a bunch of random topics and we just talk shit about them. You have to find something bad to say. Based on <laughs> what I'm skimming, I think it is based on your tweets. Losing your debit card is the first <laughs> one. <laughs> did Losing that happen to you? Losing your debit card is actually chic. I did it five times in one year. I There was a moment in 
college where I was very drunk. It was the night Whitney Houston died. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we went out to this gay club in Chicago and we were about to get on the train and there was an ATM right there. And my friend was like, the card reader is gone. There's like no place to put the card in. I walked into the up to the machine and I was like, here it is, you fucking idiot. And I just like shoved my card into a gaping hole in no. the machine and you could hear it like clank to the bottom. And that was when I lost my debit card. Wow, I'm sorry for your, your double loss. <laughs> First Whitney Houston, and now my debit card. And now this. <sighs> yeah. That's a rom-com I want to watch. <laughs> you dealing with those two losses in one right. night. <laughs> right, trying to find uh, love amidst tragedy. At Netflix. Yeah. Uh, anyway, was was your losing your debit card story as dramatic as that? No, I just lost it every fucking day of my life for a year. And I was like, am I OK? And the answer was no. That was when I was really into biking around the city, which is so chic, so dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> city bike or like, are I, you, did you rent or own? I bought, I had gone through a breakup and I was like, this bike will fix me. And it actually <laughs> did. Like I biked for a whole year and I felt invincible. But my debit card would always fly out of my fanny pack. Is this real? Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like biking, to really get into it, you have to like build up thigh calluses. Yeah. Because I, the last time I biked, it was not pretty. My butt looked so good because I was like at that point eating and drinking a lot. But because I was biking all the time, I just looked, oh. Amazing. Right, you have to you have to load up on the carbs. I the bike was stolen and my butt fell six inches. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple more. The concept of inbox zero. No, thank you. Are you just not committed? Are you one of those people who where your phone says you have like ten thousand emails? I'm the opposite of that person. I actually am very type A. And I like to have Inbox Zero, but it's impossible because there's always one from like 2016 that you're like, maybe I'll write that thing. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. One more. Bed skirts. <laughs> Do you have a personal thing against bed skirts? You no, know, just like, what the fuck is a bed skirt? Like, why does your bed, what is this gendering of my bed? <laughs> or not that skirts should be gendered, but I, I just don't know why you would need a bed skirt. But also, I'm someone who literally doesn't have a bed frame or a fitted sheet. So I, what do I know? I match it, my mattress is on the floor with a loose sheet. Um, oh my God. It's, it's so sad. I'm 26. Uh-oh. <laughs> Was that like a personal choice? Or at some point you were like, I just don't need this. Well, my bed broke, not in a sexy way. It just like collapsed from me jumping on it. <laughs> like my just the weight of my body. Um, and I was like, am I really going to get a new bed and then have to move it again if I move? And I start crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very overwhelming. Yeah. What do you think about bed skirts? I don't have one, sadly. I, I used to. Really? And, yeah. Mostly as a child. Oh, I, of course, as a child. Right. But I did have it when I moved to New York because I had this like metal contraption that I had in Chicago. And when I moved to New York, I got a U-Haul truck and like brought all of my stuff. So but romantic. I was still sleeping in like a full-size bed. And my mom literally sent me with instructions on how to duct tape the pieces of metal back together. Oh, my God. And so I had to have a skirt because <laughs> there's too much like... You were hiding. There was too much hardware hanging out <laughs> under my bed. I had to cover it. <laughs> Sometimes you have to have a skirt. But I get the concerns. Um, we'll end on that note. Where can people <laughs> find you? Just a strong note. Just strong a note. Total to end. perfect button. Uh, if you need a bed skirt, you should get one. <laughs> a burial worker producer magic. Dynamite. <laughs> 
I love it that way. <laughs> Where can people find you and your work? Oh my God, I would be honored if people could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Kat C. Cohen. So it's C-A-T-C-C-O-H-E-N. I know. I'm trying to get at Kat Cohen. It's like some teenage girl who literally last tweeted in 2009, I never use this. So if you guys know how to get me her account, like, please call me. Um, check out where It's a Guy Thing is doing a special summer show at Industry City as nice. part of the Bell House Summer Series on August 30th. And lastly, subscribe to my new podcast, Seek Treatment. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down. Barry, do you have a chaser? I do have one, but it's one that you're going to make fun of me for. I'll always make fun of you. Oh, thanks, Matt. Um, I This week, there's something that I buy a lot, and I realized you could make pretty easily, and so I made it. I made granola. <laughs> <laughs> I do love granola. It was, and it's really good, and it makes a lot, and it did not take a long time. And every morning, I pour it into my yogurt, and I'm just like, I did this. This is the fruit of my labor, and uh, yeah, it's made me really happy, and continues to make me happy as I eat it every morning. I'm um, proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Also, happy birthday. Thanks. What's your chaser? If you're listening to this, my birthday was last week. And if you didn't wish me a happy birthday, you can go fuck yourself. Stop listening to this right now. Delete my podcast off your phone. Don't do that. Please keep subscribing. And uh, I never want to hear from you ever again. But I hope you continue listening to the show. My chaser is a classic. I've been binging it for the past couple of weeks. Downton Abbey. Yes! I, I never finished it when it was on, oh but now God. it's all on Amazon Prime Video, and I've been binging it. And what a show. What a show. It's the most ridiculous thing. They literally treat... The first season, like someone dies in one episode mm-hmm. and there's like an uproar. And then the next episode, Mrs. Patmore, the cook, mm-hmm. accidentally puts salt on the dessert instead oh, yeah. of sugar. And it's treated with the same <laughs> level of drama. <laughs> They're like, what did you do, Mrs. Patmore? You ruined everything. <laughs> Meanwhile, the like blood is still drying on the sheets upstairs. Anyway, Downton Abbey, classic. I'm in love with it. I love it so much. Now, I said this on Twitter, but I don't trust my Roomba anymore. Or Alexa. They're talking about me. I know it. They're plotting. That's it. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Claire Tai, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Karen Novatia, Jonathan Menivar, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and Max Linsky. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find Barry on all the social medias at Pie. But more importantly, you can find me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. I've never heard of someone's like phone sex tape being released. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that to get followers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
it's a very safe way of releasing uh, uh, some sexy material. <laughs> this is an exclusive sneak peek into my sex tape. <laughs> Do you guys like that? 